Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you're listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders. It's another episode of the Successfully Funded podcast where we talk to project creators while their campaigns are active uh, so that we can get the insight as to how they're feeling, what they're going through, how they got to this point, you know? What it, what is it like sitting at a campaign with a when you're $100,000 over your goal with 30 days to go? How does that feel? I I felt that a few times. Not that often. That's you know, those are unicorns, but I've rode the unicorn. So, as you can probably tell, we only did one episode this week. I had a cancellation last week. That's fine. But I uh, got a great episode coming up today. So today, um, we're going to be talking about t-shirts. Yeah. And revolutionizing them, actually. So uh, I got to talk to Matthias from uh, the company Yutzu. That's U-Z-T-Z-U. Uh, and he's got a quad-faced recycled Q-shirts. I know. What did I just say? Well, he's changed the way T-shirts are made. Really, truly. I mean, it's kind of interesting, right? Right? You never would have thought that the T-shirts probably pretty much been the same since the 1800s or whenever T-shirts came into existence. Well, we got something new to talk about. So that's coming up today on, on I think we're on, what, episode like 82 or something like that? 82, 83? Something, somewhere in that ballpark. So um, re- really great conversation. It was you know He's from Italy, and uh, we got to talk about what entrepreneurship's like there and the support he's got. And, um, but yeah, so also, we are trying out something new today, and I'm not 100% sure if this is going to stick, but I want to try it right now. So if you are a listener of the podcast, we're going to do something like an AMA for podcasting. So what is that, right? That's a ask me anything. Yeah, ask me anything. So here's what I want you to do. If you've got a question about social media, um, marketing, obviously crowdfunding, um, tools, techniques, things that we do, if you, if you see something that I'm working on, maybe how I put together this podcast, the tools I'm using, any sort of question you have, I'm encouraging you to text me at this number. All right, just text me. You know, no sexy pictures. Text me at 248-264-3464. Text me at that number with any question, like I said. And I'm going to answer those questions uh, in the intros of the podcast episodes that are coming up down the road. So I thought this would be an interesting way to, to, to interact with you and really see, um, you, know, w- you know, maybe if there's something that's stuck in your mind and you, you, you just, you know, you don't really want to ask a question for some reason online or email me, shoot me a text. And I'll text you right back you know, um, and answer, and then obviously we'll discuss it on the, on the podcast. But that number again, the Ask Me Anything, successfully funded Ask Me Anything. Let's see if this works. 248-264-3464. All right, send, me, send them right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and pause until you send me something. Did you send it? Did you? Did you send it? Uh, all right, we're going to keep the dead air. My producer's pointing at me that says that dead air is not a good idea for, uh, for podcasting. But I need somebody to send it. Just kidding. All right, everybody. So um, 
so it's been a pretty good week. I hope everybody else is having a great week. But I'm, I'm excited about the Ask Me Anything. I thought this would be an intriguing way to get some engagement going here. Um, also, uh, we have something else to talk about. If you are interested, we just got a our um, order produced, or I'm, not, I'm sorry, not produced, our order in for our You Are Your Own Brand books. So if you want to pick up an, a copy of this for our discounted price before we get them, it's $7 plus shipping and handling. And if you go and email me, jeff at woodshed.agency, I will send you the link to it and we can send you a brand new book. Or you can join my newsletter and you're going to be getting an email uh, either today or tomorrow with the links to pick up a pre-order early version of the book. How about that? Yeah, the book's great. Let me. I'm gonna read. I want to read something from it. Hold on, one second. My producer was supposed to have the book next to me, but man, she is just dropping the ball. So let, let's read something here. Uh, let's read number twenty-eight out of our uh, 32 principles for, for um, being your own brand on, and having online success in social media. Don't think you need, also, don't think you need thousands of followers. You need fewer than you think. What you need are insiders. You can accomplish everything you need, need to on social media if you just connect with 40 to 100 people as human beings and have a real human interaction. That right there is so important for crowdfunding. Um, you know, you got to connect with people. And in that, it isn't broadcasting. We say this quite a bit too, where it's just, you know, that's, 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 I, that's just you setting up your brand identity. That's just you saying, hey, this is what I think you should look at me like. You know, I do this, I'm into this, right? We're talking about between 40 to 100 people where you're literally just really interacting. You know, they know you, they're connecting with you, they comment on something, they know you have kids or whatever it might be. They, they're, they're insiders. Here, let's read number 29. And you know what else is an opportunity? New platforms. Social media platforms have a lifespan. Nothing happens on LiveJournal anymore. Nothing happens on MySpace. And it can be hard to later establish yourself on a platform if you miss the growth years. So I go back and forth on that too a little bit where, you know, people are always nervous about trying something new for some reason. And it's like, that's the best time. Go jump in, see what happens. Um, so an example would be, I've been messing around with Mastodon which is a competitor to Twitter. Looks very similar to Twitter. It's got some different back, um, different rules behind it. But I've been messing with it. And why? Well, there's like 50,000, 60,000 people on it. But guess what? That's interaction with 50 to 60,000 people that you know are seeing your posts. I'm not paying for anything. I'm having engagement right now. So I've been, I've been messing around with that platform. If it fails, all right, you know. I threw some post out there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. But if it's early on, maybe I find 300, 400 people that dig what I'm working on. That's, that's, the, that's what I'm looking for here. And, and there's, even for me personally, and I don't know, maybe some of you have this too. For me personally, I can think right now of about 20, 20 to 30 people, somewhere in that ballpark, that have followed me from Friendster to MySpace to Facebook, you know, to Twitter, to Instagram. I mean, literally, I, do, I don't, I probably have never met these people, but they've, they've connected with me and we have stayed in touch. And whatever the next platform is, they'll probably first look me up or put my name in and go, oh yeah, that's Jeff. So we have that sort of relationship. It's nice. <clears throat> it's nice, huh? It's very nice. So, all right. I think that's enough of me chatting today. So a couple things, right? 
what are the things I'm asking for everybody to do? Here's your, here's the quiz part of of this morning's um, intro to the podcast. What's what's our to dos? You're gonna text me your AMA, right? Anything about social media, branding, marketing, crowdfunding, you know, dig, you know, growth hacking, tools, techniques, whatever you got. Text me that stuff to two four eight two six four three four six four. Text them to me, and we'll answer those questions uh, on the podcast. And what else do you need to do? Tell your friends. Go tell your friends, right? This is the point where I'm, I'm literally, you know, doing some self-promotion here. But go talk to your friends. Tell them about this great podcast where you can learn cool stuff. So, all right. Let's go ahead and kick into my conversation with Matthias from um, Quadface T-shirts um, or Q-shirts. Y- use Tusu. Use Tusu. It's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say. U-Z-T-Z-U. So you can go Google that right now. And uh, go support him on Kickstarter. That's another thing you can do. While you're, you know, since I've just sent you on a mission of browsing, maybe go to Kickstarter and search for his product and support him. That would be awesome, too. He'd appreciate it. And uh, everybody needs cool T-shirts, right? I know I do. So, all right, let's kick my conversation. This is a hip-hop collaboration, not exaggeration. Now it last you tasting everything we got. Ain't no wasting for your tricky thoughts that keep on bouncing in your dome. Like the leaky faucet that keep on dripping in your home. It ain't the last you've seen of me. All right, Matthias, the record light's on. Hi, Jeff. How are you? So so let's do a quick sound check thing. Um, What did you have for breakfast this morning? I had some uh, pancakes with banana pancakes with um, some um, uh, frutti di bosco, which is like uh, um, wood foods, you know, berries, okay. blackberries. All right, right. Yeah, blackberries. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, how does breakfast fit into your, uh, you know, kind of your upbringing as an entrepreneur? Um, it gives me the power to just enter the... Um, the day like a lion, I would say. <laughs> well, is, is it something that you focus on? I mean, do you try to eat a, a good breakfast every morning? Yeah, kind of. Hopefully. All right, good. All if right, I we think have that something soundcheck... to eat at home, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think the sound check, uh, sound check sounded good there. Uh, you hear me all right? Yep. All right. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So, so let's start with telling my listeners, um, you know, what, you're currently, uh, what your project is on Kickstarter. My project is about like um, some T-shirts that uh, actually work in a different way. Um, I mean, uh, those T-shirts are, I, I used to call them uh, quad face. So you can actually wear them in four different ways and each way has a different design. So it's something pretty new in the, mm-hmm. I would say, fashion industry and in the t-shirt industry because if you go through the t-shirt history you would see that from the 1920s the t-shirt is pretty almost the same i mean they worked a lot on uh, on fabrics and on high-tech high-tech fabrics which we use in our in our um, shirts but nothing has been done uh, on functionality you know so um, the fact that we are just um i am um, pushing this project uh, is something kind of new in uh, t-shirts. Talking about t-shirts. Sure. What what, what does quad faced mean? So if somebody's not looking at this, you know, like how do you describe it? What's your elevator pitch like? Um, quad face is like four sided. You know, so it's not double face, but it's quad face. 
So you can actually put it back to front and inside out hmm. with a single layer fabric. So it's not a double layer fabric printed in two sides because, of course, it has to be a T-shirt, you know? Right. So it has to be lightweight. So we print them on a single layer and uh, uh, the neck cut and the cut of the T-shirt is totally symmetrical from back to front. So you can put it in four different ways. That's, that's the, it's, a, it's a kind of simple idea, but yeah, we patented it. So it's something awesome. yeah, kind of new. You know? so, so where did this kind of idea start? Where, where, where's, the, where's the cocktail napkin sketch of this idea? Well, I would, I would say um, just I have to do, to do just a couple of steps behind uh, in, uh, in the past, I would say. So I've been working for something like 10 years in a, in a big kitchen furniture company in Italy, uh, one of the m- most well-known here, and, uh, and most well-known in the world as well. USA, they're kind of big. And, um, but I always kept an eye on, on graphics because I, I graduated as graphic designer after high school. So in the meanwhile, uh, I tried to work on, on a little on a project about t-shirts, but I didn't have the time because I was traveling the, all year long, all all over the places. So I didn't have the time to push it. Um, in 2015, uh, the company did me a job offer that I didn't like. So I decided to just take the time I got from the um, from the government to just push it in something that. I uh, like to do, you know, it's about, I think life is about passion and it's about be satisfied on what you're doing. So um, t-shirts were my point uh, because I was always fascinated about t-shirts because they are like, um, they are kind of like messages that you can wear. And I've been all my life into visuals I would say. Mm-hmm. So t-shirts are some kind of, uh, they, they always interested me. But of course, to enter um, um, a difficult market like uh, like the fashion market, where are like very, very big players just doing doing the stuff. Right. Uh, I needed to, to have like a, a good idea. So as a traveler, I was just going around and, uh, you know, a traveler... But I like the style as well. So to be freshly lo- uh, freshly dressed and with a with a nice outlook outfit um, every time. And what I saw was that t-shirts. If you go to a sunny place, t-shirts are never enough. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And and your trolley is always too small. <laughs> hey, I'll be traveling this uh, next week. I, I know I got to pack my 12 t-shirts next week. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the point is that, of course, if you don't care about, about um, just um, looking good, uh, that's not our case. But if you care about how you look, how, how's your outfit, um, maybe having three t-shirts and in those three t-shirts, you have 12 different patterns. Um, it could be a good, a good thing for you while traveling, you know? Yeah, so that, that was the, the starting point. And uh, yeah, basically this. So you've been working on this project for, for basically the last two years, then it sounds like, right? This has been the kind of the full-time, full-time uh, yeah. push? I would, I would say three and a half. Three, three and, and a half, half. Yeah. So, 
So over that time, what was the biggest pivot that you had to make, you know, uh, in terms of either design or making the shirts? What, you know, what was there any major roadblock or anything that you had to fight through? Well, man, uh, it has been um, a long, a long way because um, basically uh, what I'm doing, uh, uh, I mean, the core of the whole thing, it's me. So um, uh, it, it has been a long process because from the idea, uh, I started just following up, following the whole patenting process, which is kind of difficult, a very, um, very full of uh, pitfalls and uh, and um, specific things to to work on, so that was the first deal. And then after the after that, um, I've been just traveling a lot on uh, searching the right suppliers, the right fabrics, because um, you know just just you need something that it's it's good for the for the final customer to wear. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we use it's recycled fabric, and um, with um, high-tech treatments with like nano hydrophil nanoparticles on, uh, on them and uh, all the proof and non, non-wrinkle and um, um, yeah they dry in a in a in in, in a bit so um, uh, it was like finding the right fabrics and the fabrics should should work on uh, the four four-sided uh, thing we are talking about you know, right. so that was the second step. After this, I found the fabric, and uh, the other difficult thing was uh, just finding out the right printing technology on how to print them out and how to make them feel lightweight in four different sizes. Because all the t-shirts we have in our collection, uh, they were they are like uh, all over printed in four sizes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we are um, using a technology that already already existed, but adapted to our needs. So it was like also just having uh, a technique, a process that could be on industrial scale. So that was the other difficult part, and I found like a very very one of the best companies actually in uh, in uh, uh, printing companies in uh, in the center of Italy in uh, close to Rimini. Which uh, they decided to invest in my idea and to just buy some very very expensive uh, machines in order to print them out. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that was the the whole building building the industrial process. Then I've been working a lot on the um, on the um, brand image about Uzu and the logo and uh, the whole concept about about it. Um, just taking courses, marketing courses in uh, one of the best, uh, I would say the best marketing university here in Italy, which is called SDA Bocconi. Um, And after that, once everything was set up, I presented the first collection in one of the the best, again, sorry for saying it, but (laughs) it's like this, one of the best showrooms here in in Italy, Milan, which is called Alessandro Squarzi, for high-end fashion, and um, yeah, I just presented the, the collection to Alessandro Squarzi, which is the boss of the, this showroom, this very big and well-known showroom, and uh, they liked it, and in January 2016, I presented the first collection and started selling to the shops. Wow, that's great. 
That's great. So, so, so kind of my follow-up question to, to the roadblocks or the kind of the, the headaches that you've been going through, what was the moment that it just all kind of came together? Um, you know, where you just knew you really had something here and you should keep, you know, going down the rabbit hole of, of, of launching a, a t-shirt line. Well, uh, do, do, can you repeat the question, uh, Jeff? Sorry, uh, yeah, I didn't no, get it. Okay. Just what, what was like the, the moment where it just all came together? Where, you know, was it finding the supplier or the, like, the, like, you know, where was that moment maybe you're holding the first T-shirt and you just really realized that this is something here, you know, that you should well, keep going I, with it? I, would, I wouldn't say um, it was one, uh, it, it was not a moment. It was uh, a process that, that made, made me build the the knowledge that I had to do it, you know, just just uh, first first prototypes. Um, the people were my friends. Everybody was like, "Wow, that's that's a really cool idea, man!" And then after that, uh, finding the suppliers and talking with the suppliers, and they used to tell me, "Hey, man, you should you should just just keep doing it," you know. And uh, yeah, everybody was talking with. Uh, they were really really. Um, uh, excited about the idea of the quad face of the four-sided t-shirt because everybody understood that it was something new in the market mm-hmm. both from uh, I would say users so normal people and um, uh, people involved in the fashion industry so it was it, it has been a process I would I would I would say um, step by step I I, I understood that was it this was a good idea and I had to just keep, keep doing yeah. it. Keep pulling the thread, huh? Yeah. Keep- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so you, you mentioned kind of graphic design in high school, but uh, where, um, so where did you grow up? I grew up um, with my family. Um, I did 10 years in Rome, in the capital here. Okay. Um, uh, do you mean from, from, from childhood? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Okay. What, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did like the the first and second school uh, till the ten ten years in um, in uh, in Rome. After that, my mom had um, another job. I mean, um, a promotion, uh, um, uh, an upper level, um, an upgrade in her job. Mm-hmm. So we moved to to Udine, the place where where I'm talking from, and um, where I did like something like other ten years or something. Yeah, 10 years, until yeah. 20. Then at the age of 20, I went to Ancona, studying, which is like a small town on the, on the, um, on the east coast, Adriatic coast, uh, in, this, in the center of Italy. Uh, uh, let's say Rome is, is in the center, west coast. Ancona is on the opposite coast, in the center, still in the center. Udine is totally northeast. We are really close to Austria and Slovenia. Let's say okay. one hour car from Venice, Venezia. Hmm. So this is my hometown. But after after these three years in Ancona, I came back. Then I did one year in Germany, and then finally, because of my girlfriend, they, she didn't want me to go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> women, uh, yeah, women. That's it. I came back to 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 Udine, and I stayed here for yeah till now. I would say. So, uh, so what did your parents do? You, you, you mentioned your mom got a upgrade in her job, but what did they both do? Uh, my mom used to be a university professor. Oh, okay. Um, English literature, and she's like a kind of um, 
expert in uh, in um, in some special math in uh, in English literature. Okay. And my father, my father used to have a pub, so running oh, nice. a pub. Yeah, up in the mountains here. <coughs> so so um. You know, as your upbringing, is that kind of where you, you think your entrepreneur sort of spirit came from? The your, your father owning a pub? You know? Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, definitely. The, I mean, the the whole uh, entrepreneur spirit came from my dad, and the I would say the the concept, um, the, um, uh, the the intellectual concept uh, which is under um, the, the brand Uzu. Mm-hmm. It came from my mother, so it's kind of mixing the, these two skills. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, and, and what's the entrepreneur spirit like um, where you are right now? I mean, w- w- you know, as you're kind of traveling around and you've, you know, you've been taking on uh, probably a lot of culture. How do you feel like the entrepreneur is? Um, and you know, what are you supported where you are? Are there incubators to be a part of? Is is there resources for capital? You know, what's it like there in terms of raising, uh, creating a product? Um, well, what I'm doing is, is kind of, um, you know, you have to be really focused on what you're, on what you're doing. Um, I've been, I've been thinking a lot on just trying to just go around and finding people to fund me and all this kind of stuff. But, um, my time is not, would not be on, uh, developing the brand and the t-shirts and uh, what 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 is inside the business it would be spent on something else which is not developing the the brand so what i what i did now is with the kickstarter campaign of course um i i i had been uh, helped from some friends just doing uh, graphics and doing uh, uh with a creative creative studio um, we did the video with some other friends in London and, um, it was kind of easy. It was not too, too, it didn't take me too much time, I would say. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about being an entrepreneur is that, that actually you, you, in what I'm doing is just, you have a, a total outlook on, uh, on what is a business. So through invoices, to production, through, um, designing, through, the, the whole process. So it's kind of a uh, massive experience, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so it sounds like, <clears throat> sounds like you've been, you, you've got a lot of support though around you. I mean, you're, 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 you've got resources to help with this whole undertaking. Yeah, I would say so. And then all my friends are really supporting me. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let, let, you mentioned your Kickstarter, so and that's why we're talking. Let's flip over a little bit to kind of just talking about the Kickstarter. So, you know, uh, <coughs> you know, a couple months ago, how did you come to the decision that you wanted to to you know use Kickstarter, try that out to to launch this product? You know, what what was the mindset behind that? Well, uh, Jeff, honestly, I tell you that um, I was pretty uh, um, confident that this product. Uh, was something that Kickstarter um, that Kickstarter users would like mm-hmm. because it's fresh, because it's new, because it's about a mass, a mass product, uh, because it's a new idea, innovative, with a lot of um, technical technical fabrics and all this kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So um, from the from the really beginning, I thought that I had to just put it on the Kickstarter from the really beginning. And right. yeah, finally I got to a point. Uh, I said, okay, now it's the moment. The product is super verified because we are selling the. Um, I'm selling the the Q shirts around the world since um, since January 2016 in high end stores, and um, the prices we are giving on Kickstarter. Are, very, very highly discounted. You, um, uh, you, you have to imagine that here in Italy, the T-shirts are sold per 100 euro, 110, 100 euros mm-hmm. each. So, so it's kind of high end. And what we are doing on Kickstarter, it's like kind of very good, good prices, you know. Yeah, well, I saw your like your early bird special. I think is, and I'm looking at it in U.S. dollars, but it's something like sixty four dollars, you know, something it's like that. Sixty four, sixty four um, euros. But if Euro, you euros? Okay. if you look to the um, two bundle and three bundle, uh, so you have sixty four euros, which is sixty nine dollars. But on the um, two Uzu quad face T-shirts, you have one hundred forty nine for two. Wow, that's great! Wow, yeah, yeah. that's. That's good. So, so <clears throat> I guess I'm intrigued. Then you knew you wanted to go on Kickstarter, and in January you start selling your stores actually in retail. Why does why is Kickstarter even a, a conversation then at this point? Why Sorry, why man. still do it? Sorry. So uh, what I was wondering is, so you were you, you know you started selling the T-shirts in retail around January, right? Um, mm-hmm. So why still go to Kickstarter? Why even offer the discount? What what do you see this Kickstarter campaign really doing for the project? Well, um, as I told you, um, um, one one of the, the the main assets about the um, the, the the quad face T shirts uh, is that um, we have a patent. So um, the patent is registered in Italy. So it's um, approved and registered in Italy. And now um, we have a deadline in which we have to decide where to uh, register that patent around the world. Ah, oh, right. Of course, of course, um, this is kind of expensive. So yep. we, I would say that every nation, every country is something between five and 7,000 euros so of course, with my power, I can register some of them, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. And going through the Kickstarter, I um, I was I, I, I I'm trying to get funds in order to just re- register it more and more. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Ah, interesting. So uh, you know, so if. I guess this would be just kind of a business question, and, and I think I'm, in, I'm intrigued to hear what your answer is on this. How do you combat you know, um, somebody taking this idea, even if you have a patent? You know, so let's just theoretically say somebody in Australia starts mm-hmm. making your shirt. How, how do you prevent that? Or, you know, what, what, what is your steps for that? Well, um, it's like uh, with a patent, uh, you, have, you don't have the... Um, um, how how can I say the you are not sure that somebody else is going to copy it, but of course if somebody is copying you and uh, it's copying you with like we are not talking about ten t-shirts or fifty t-shirts we are we are talking about you know something that could be five hundred one thousand three thousand right. ten thousand or whatever um, if it's worth 
then you have the power to to say, "Hi guys, I have a patent. Sorry, <laughs> you you can you can do that because I have right. a patent." You know, so the patent is kind of protecting you. It's preventing and protecting you from uh, big guys trying to do to, trying to fuck you up. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go away from that conversation. Uh, you know, we don't want to talk on in, in the negative world here. So, when it comes to this Kickstarter, I mean, you're successfully funded right now with uh, with still 23 days to go. So, what was your marketing strategy before you launched the campaign? How did you attack, um, you know, getting the word out, and and what did you do? Well, I've I've been uh, I've been um, just uh, marketing. Uh, the cool shirts here in Italy at first through my contacts and mm-hmm. um, a lot of, of, of the, the income I would say uh, one third of the 20,000 we are almost 19,000 euros now one third came from, from the people I sold the t-shirts around Italy so they knew my project and they knew my stuff and uh, and and all these kind of things. Then another third came from uh, from um, Kickstarter organic, mm-hmm. organically. And um, but yeah, uh, I would say yeah, one third. And another one third came from uh, um, a marketing agency, uh, a, you know, from United States. That worked on uh, advertising uh, on uh, on social networks. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And 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 I guess so for you. How, what was your kind of mindset before hiring an agency, even to, to tap in the U.S. market? What was what was the the thought behind that? Um, and why why did you choose to do something like that? To hire a marketing uh, agency, you mean? Yeah, like like you know, I mean, you you you're you have again, you have success right now going on. So I guess. Why would you choose to hire an agency um, for your campaign? Yeah, because actually um, I knew that in order to do or uh, to scale on Kickstarter, you need some uh, guys that they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I know that if you just put your campaign over there and you let it go, um you're not going to be big you know right so my my point was to to just get big that's why i i decided to hire a marketing agency actually so so when you went down that rabbit you know the rabbit hole of uh you know or the decision i should say that i'm going to go with an agency what was kind of was there any sort of questions that you had in your mind that you were looking for when talking to them i mean outside of just Hey, I can scale this up, but, but but how do you filter through the different agencies and stuff? Like, like what what was it in your mind that you were, you wanted to hear from somebody? Well, actually, you know, it was this was the this has been this is I would say. <laughs> Sorry for my English. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it it gets down, <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, it is my first Kickstarter campaign. So of course I don't have the um, uh, the knowledge and the experience uh, that um, an agency working on it day by day can have. Right. So an agency which supports you in the main uh, um, pitfalls and errors and give you a kind of strategy 
um, I wouldn't say an agency that actually builds up your whole campaign, but follows you in uh, in, uh, in 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 telling you what you're doing if you're if you're doing it right. That was my my first point. Right. And of course, some somebody that could be honest to me and uh, didn't rip me off, right. trying to give me results as well. You know. Right. So, so what in your mind? What does scale look like? Uh, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. What does scale for your company look like? Is it just making T-shirts? Do you see this uh, spawning off into other products? You know, where do you see this? Well, going? we are we are presenting. Um, I'm working with a with a very a young and very very skilled designer, fashion designer here here in Italy, close to my hometown, uh, which. He's he's uh, in the same showroom I am in Milan, and we are uh, cooperating to build up uh, a collection to be presented in June of quad face uh, sweaters of um, both long and short sleeve um, topwear, so that c- could work both with um, short and long sleeve. We are working on some uh, very cool and fresh ponchos, um, some jackets uh, that could work in uh, in a special way. I mean, everything I'm gonna do in uh, Uzu inside my brand is gonna be something that it kind of works in a different way. So that's that's my my main road. Cool. And we are working on. I mean, I already have a bunch of um, prototypes of sweaters prototypes mm-hmm. and um yeah so um, i'm 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 doing f- fashion i mean right yeah. right so you know we didn't really get to this but you know we're going from a furniture store right you're working at a high-end furniture designer furniture did, company yeah furniture company right where where does like like there's a ton of things you could go into for design how why was it fashion like what was it about fashion that you were like that's the industry I want to move to. That that actually fashion and um, mainly I would say more strict to the point t-shirts because I started from there. Yeah. It was graphics. Just the graphics. Because I was the, graphic yeah. designer, but uh, the whole experience I did in my in my um, uh, furniture company was a lot about because I was in the sales department working with some really high guys in the company. So I used to work two years with them. So I used to just, um, I would say, uh, be in touch with, uh, the biggest, uh, furniture, um, shops and stores here in Italy and high end furniture mm-hmm. stores, uh, with, uh, with the owners. So I just, um, breathed, uh, what they had to tell me and what what was the, their knowledge. So I I just kept a lot of a lot of things from there from there from from these successful entrepreneurs, and uh, both I was just uh, looking on how a big company works. So I had like okay, it was design, it was se- selling, and it was like managing a company. You know the whole processes and uh, industrial processes. So this was uh, the experience I did in my old company. And, uh, um, yeah, my passion was, was actually design and, and graphics. So I decided to go back to, to design and graphics. Uh, 
in a product that I loved, so T-shirts. Yeah. So, so you've got 23 days to go. You've obviously already hit your goal. <clears throat> what what does the next 23 days look like? What's the strategy now to, to keep this project going and, and to, to keep the momentum going up? Um, that's a good question, Jeff. <laughs> I, I, I only have a few good questions once in a while. So sometimes I find one. <laughs> that's a good question because um, I would say just uh, we had a couple of um, really interesting um, requests from uh, uh, social media companies that are liking very much um, my Yuzu Quad Face t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So they're going to sponsor them because they like the product. I don't know how to, how to say it in English. There, there is this, um, I'm sure there is a right word to say it, but uh, there's this uh, Facebook pages with big following and big, big, um, oh, gotcha. a lot of users. And so keep doing interviews. I have a bunch of interviews here in Italy to do. And, um, yeah, um, keep pushing it, keep yeah. pushing it. And, and, and how do you see maybe, um, you know, you're, you're doing well in Italy and stuff like that. Do you have a plan though, to crack, you know, America, the UK, you know, how, how do you get your t-shirts everywhere in the U S? Um, well, this has been a test for me, you know, on Kickstarter, um, I would say that probably uh, the medium uh, Kickstarter um, uh, user uh, is not the right target where I should point. Um, It's not 100% right target where I should point. Uh, So uh, to get into the US is about going there through the retail shops. Retail shops, high-end retail shops. This is what I'm, what I'm, what I will be working on, definitely. And it, it, My, is that like finding a distributor or some like a distributor type? Yeah, of, yeah. Why thing? not? Yeah. We I, I found a distributor in Japan right now, which is a kind of big guy down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just entered the last season to high-end chains in uh, in uh, in China. Uh, with my t-shirts and a um, bunch of really, really nice shops here in Italy. So there are there are a lot of possibilities, you know. Uh, the point is that um, with with the showroom I'm in, uh, in Milan, uh, there is the chance to to just enter the, 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 the American market because they are, uh, they, they just opened a showroom in New York, New York, like the last year. Mm. So, uh, of course, um, I, I don't have like a, a straight strategy right now because, you know, just you keep going um, month by month. Uh, but I'm sure something will pop out, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so for you personally, maybe even outside of the business, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, at the top of my company? Yeah. Selling uh, maybe, let's say, $1 million, $1 million t-shirts a year, something like this. Mm-hmm. Like doing only the creative, uh, the, the creative stuff inside my company. So dealing with, uh, with um, uh, marketing image, with, uh, with uh, high-level strategies 
about the marketing of my company and having some employers. Yeah. Have you ever, um, so there's, there's two, two, two things I've watched that I, I keep thinking about in our, our conversation. Have you ever watched the HBO show, how to make it in America? No. You should watch that show. It's great. It's all about a couple guys hustling t-shirts in New York city. Uh, all right. great, great show. I think they did two seasons, really great show. And the second thing that pops in my head is, um, are you familiar with the podcast called startup? Not really, man. Okay. So you, um, are, are you familiar with American Apparel, that t-shirt company? That was a big, huge company. Yeah, 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 sure. So um, last year's season, so if you look at Gimlet Media and the podcast is called Startup, they followed um, that guy around, the, the creator of American Apparel, for like six months because he's creating a new t-shirt line. And I, you would definitely dig that conversation because he is a unique character, but it's all about... Everything you're talking about, trying to get you know your T-shirts off the ground, just the hustle, fabrics, you know, distributors. <laughs> you would just totally dig both these shows. Um, so yeah, this just keeps popping in my mind. I was just wondering if you've seen any of them because I mean, I'll, I'll send you the links to them later. But you, you would totally dig them. So. Definitely, definitely, I would go through it. I mean, it's uh, it's so interesting seeing, um, you know, just the people who did it. Um, a lot oh, yeah. of my researches are are through this, so I will definitely go after that. After the conversation we we're having, maybe just send me two links. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'm going to send it to you because you'll just you'll dig them big time, big time, Thanks, bro. Thanks. <laughs> I know, I know you like them. <laughs> well, cool, man. So uh, I mean, it's I mean, you got a really great product. I love the story. I mean, it, it's you know, I, I love when I see people being every day. I, I you know the the why I reached out is I love these types of stories. We've all wore a T-shirt nothing's changed in the t-shirt for a hundred years and then you're coming along and, and shaking the, you know, shaking the birdcage. So really great, really great product, great campaign. So why don't you tell my listeners outside of Kickstarter, but where can they find more information on you and your company? Well, um, you can just uh, go on www.uztzu.it. How do you spell that? Why don't you spell that real quick? Uztzu.it. Um, which is the uh, brand's website. And uh, on Facebook, Uzu Clothing again, so UZTZU Clothing. And on Instagram as well, uh, it's Uzu Clothing. And uh, yeah, you find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Matthias Stefanoni. And uh, yeah, you can find my, my profile over there. Or awesome. Facebook, Matthias Aleph. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll put links in, in the page. But uh, Matthias, I think I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to, you know, to sit down and, and have a conversation with me. I think this is a great campaign and um, I wish you a lot of luck, man. Thanks a lot, man. And it has been a, uh, it has been a joy to, to, to talk with you, man. Awesome. Uh, whenever you want, we can, uh, we can have a nice talk. <laughs> Sounds Definitely. good. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, I, I'm a guy. I like wearing t-shirts. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, Jeff. Have a nice day. All right. How about that conversation with Matthew? So first off, I want to send a shout out to my buddy, uh, Dwayne, who's turning 50 today. Happy birthday, buddy. Hopefully you got to this part of the podcast because I know sometimes you skip over the interviews. Shame, shame, shame. 
shame, shame, shame. But happy birthday, buddy. Uh, so the song we're listening to is a song called Can You Keep a Secret? A uh, song I wrote with a uh, rapper named Willie P. With Pitchford out there, my buddy Willie. And um, yeah, you know, uh, it was just a fun song we had on our Sugar People record in 2008. So I'm going to shut up and let you listen to it. And we're going to talk all next week. It ain't the last you've seen of me. More like a return to the store for something you want. With more money to burn. I'm like the money you earn. But you don't want to even keep it. Like when you asked your friend, can you keep a secret? I'm out of sight nationwide, so you know I'm pacing high with my thoughts in the sky. And it's though I'm chasing wide, cause it's mind over matter. My thoughts running scatter like a one-way mirror, impossible to shatter. I'll take you home with me, I'll give you something to see. Keep